I have some really cool instances of spottings of mermaids, so-called spottings that date back pretty far. Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddess Hanks! Episode 129! Woohoo! We made it! We made it. 129 <laughs> times we've made it. I'm Sadie. And I'm Juliet, obviously. obviously. Ooh, we nailed it that time in sync. We did. <laughs> and we created the Goddess Hanks podcast to inspire you to live magically. Ooh, through mindset, magic, manifestation, intuition, your purpose, your power, casting a spell, walking a dog, whatever. <laughs> we love That's it. the new tagline. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Every week we're going to say it exactly like that. Romanticizing the fuck out of life. That's what I'd be mm -hmm. doing all day, every day. And today we have a really fun episode uh, listener requested by quite a few different people. We're going to dive into fairies and mermaids, which once Ooh. I started researching, I was like, these could have been two separate episodes. Like there's so much we can talk about. Um, but I'm really excited because it was really fun to learn more a little history. I have some resources from like witches that are like, this is real. Let me tell you the facts and some resources of like, this isn't real. It's mythology, but let me tell you the history. It's, it's going to be such a fun episode. Uh, but before we dive into that, a couple reminders. Last week I said tomorrow, but this week actually tomorrow. <laughs> I said the date wrong. <laughs> May 30th, we're hosting our free Discover Divine Purpose event. It's on Zoom. We can't wait to see your beautiful faces. All you need to do is RSVP uh, at our link. We'll send you the, uh, the Zoom link like a few minutes before the call. It's at 4 p.m. Pacific tomorrow tuesday may 30th if you're listening if you're if you're a if you're a this is your fave podcast and you listen the day it comes out you won't miss it <laughs> also if that's true so sure hello thank you <laughs> thank you for thank you for listening to us right away you know we have the most listens within the first 24 hours out of our total listens so we just like that's so cool and so mind-blowing that like y'all are on it it's it it always makes me smile um and it is truly, truly, truly the last chance to join us in Bali. Uh, the last week of July is when we're meeting. We, uh, we're going to sacred temples and beautiful waterfalls. We're doing the famous Bali swing. We're meeting monkeys. Juliet and I are hosting witchy workshops that are going to change your freaking life. It's going to be such a portal to magic and fun. We get to hang out on the beach together and have meals together. It's going to be magnificent. And you can use code LASTCHANCE200 to join us. I'm here in Bali right now. <laughs> I am already here. I couldn't wait. I was like, I know the retreat's in two months, but uh, I'm, I need to go to Bali now. Let me tell you, it is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. It is such a vibe here. I'm going to get into it more in a little bit, but... If this is something that you have been thinking about and have just can't quite get yourself to pull the trigger, but your intuition is like, yes, 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 and your ego is convincing you all the reasons why now is not the time, reach out to us. Let's have a chat. Uh, they extended our our closed date. We, it was May 30th. They said, we'll give you till June 2nd. So you have a couple more days 
but only a couple days. So make sure you hop on that and slide into our DMs or our email if you have any questions. We can't wait to see you there. And the Alchemy Collective is always open. It's our space for witches to come and transform their lives in community and regular mentorship with us. And it's so amazing. We do intuitive development circles every month. We do master classes every month. We have a mastermind where we get to have a, a really activating conversation about what you're going through, what you're working on. It's so incredible. We've been having so much fun. We've been diving into abundance work and it's been juicy. So half off your first month if you want to join us in the Alchemy Collective. And now we can dive in to the episode. <laughs> Let's make a splash. Mermaids. <laughs> Who wants to play mermaids in the pool with us this summer? Here's the thing. Come meet us in Bali and we'll play mermaids in the ocean. <laughs> we did read multiple different islands because Bali, Indonesia, Bali is not, you know, they're not Bali itself I read about, but there's multiple Indonesian islands that have mermaid sightings. So mm. just saying, maybe it's a sign. Come to Bali. You'll see a mermaid. Guaranteed. No guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. My fingers are crossed. My toes are crossed. <laughs> uh, uh, so before we dive into fairies and mermaids, Juliet, what's new with you? What's new with me? I have... I... Okay. <laughs> I've really begun planning this elopement. I had a specific vision for it. That was very simple. And my mom got involved and <laughs> she said, absolutely not. This is not how it's going to happen. It's going to be way nicer. And it's just been amazing. And so <laughs> we're planning something quite a bit more beautiful and elaborate. It'll still be an elopement, but it'll be really stunning. And um you know, now comes the part, because I've never planned anything like this before, where it I'm doing my best to not get stressed. Because I was like, what is so stressful? You make a couple phone calls, you, you write it down. No, it's stressful because you have to make sure that this place is available on the same day as this person and also this person. And if you mm -hmm. want to bring your own flowers in, there's a fee just to bring your own. Like every, there's these like, Anything goes in the wedding industry is what I'm learning. <laughs> like if like you, you need a spreadsheet. <laughs> I, I need a spread. Yeah, I need. It was so sweet. Victor said that. He's like, what if you wrote it all down? Would that help? I'm like, that would not help. <laughs> I'm like, do you think I'm not doing that? Of course I'm writing it all down. Or I, I mean, I'm assuming you are. <laughs> that would be but crazy if you weren't. <laughs> No, it's all my it's it's all laid out, but it's so it's so funny and what we're doing is a really teeny teeny tiny thing and yet and yet you know, it's so anybody listening who's like nodding their head like, "Oh yeah, I planned something and 200 people came." Hats off to you because <laughs> this is this is it's it's an it's a frequency I've never danced in. The wedding planning frequency is very specific. It is chock full of hidden fees <laughs> and <laughs> scheduling conflicts, but it's going to turn out amazing. And I'm I've been like loving the um the excitement of all of it. Like I've been listening to playlists that have like 
wedding songs and I watched Father of the Bride with Steve Martin, which I'd never seen, which was so sweet. Oh, I love Steve. Oh, me too. So I'm in my my planning season. Um, little update on the bird. I am target training her. It's going very well. I might have already told Aww. you this the past three weeks in a row, but we play a game called bite the stick. And when she bites the stick, I hit a clicker and I give her a treat. And now she's starting to follow the stick. So we're getting oh, places. She'll girl. be ready for the circus by December. Um, <laughs> New income stream. <laughs> the parakeet circus. Like, oh my God. have at least five income streams and sweetie girl is going to work for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the budgie Cirque du Soleil featuring budgies. I wrote down what's new with me. I wrote hummus. Victor just keeps making hummus. <laughs> we just had hummus every day. <laughs> you know, I haven't found a proper grocery store here in Bali yet. I keep trying and the maps here aren't accurate. Uh, <laughs> or I don't know. They're not up to date. But when I was in South Korea, like all, all I wanted was I was like, I just want some fucking hummus. Like I eat a lot of hummus. <laughs> like I just love a good carrot and cucumber and hummus snack. And in South Korea, I couldn't find any hummus and the the fresh vegetables, very intimidating. They don't have baby carrots. They have carrots that are like this big around and this long. I was like, I guess I could non. <laughs> I almost did. And the cucumbers are very different looking. So I'm like, is that a cucumber? Anyways, I could really go for some hummus. Maybe I can find some in Indonesia. Well, There's we've been picking up here. we've been picking up your signal hummus. and it's been yeah. hummus headquarters We're beaming it out. Oh, <laughs> lucky, lucky. <laughs> Victor picked up on it. Um another thing that's new with me is something I've been sharing a lot inside the Alchemy Collective um in like the date I all is it deity or deity? I think it's either. I say deity, okay. but I think both are. Okay. We've done an episode right. on this. I continue to not remember which one it is, but we have a chat where we talk about our experiences with that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of you know that I had quite a ride with Miss Hera last year and how she was undeniably around and made herself very known and was very no-nonsense and very direct. And I could hear this voice, not like audibly, but like in my head. And I feel like she came in to like straighten me out and toughen me up. Like there was this like in, in area, in just different areas mm. of my life. Like she wanted to like clean up the mess. And, um, you know, in, in some areas I like wasn't fully committed to things. And she was like, nope, just go all in. Like there were these pushes. And then she went away. She, I feel like her work was done. And then lately, I've been feeling major Aphrodite Venus vibes. Major. At a level I never have. And I always used to hear people talk about working with her. And I would be like, oh, that sounds nice. She sounds sweet. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have <laughs> wild Hera in my corner. Um, but she's made herself very known. Like in everything I'm looking into and booking and planning, like Venus is there. Aphrodite is there. Um, when we were in Rome, I saw Venus everywhere. I, I mentioned this, but I'm just like, I made an altar 
a special space mm. to leave things for her. And like the day that I did, like a big miracle happened, like for us. Um, and I'm like asking myself questions and I like feel her nodding yes or shaking her head no. So she's not speaking, but I'm feeling the gestures. And it's been really exciting. It's been really exciting. And there's, you know, other women in our Alchemy Collective who've been like feeling the call from her at the same time. Like she's <laughs> doing a sweep right now <laughs> of like lots of different amazing witches. And so it's been really special to kind of share that experience and, and walk that journey with them. And like at this particular moment in time, when things are really like lovey-dovey and romantic and sweet and there's like mm -hmm. roses in my house and everything's just like amplified and beautiful. So I would say those are the things that are new with me. What's new with you? I love it. You know, I was thinking about how like Hera came in and she's like, uh, has to do with like um, marriage and now you're engaged. And so Hera was like, my job here is done. You may go on to other things. <laughs> yeah. So cool. What's new with me? Okay. I, I remembered a couple of things while you were talking. So I was like, I got to jot these down so I don't forget them. Cause I completely, I, I was so wrapped up in fairies and mermaids that I forgot to write down what was new with me. <laughs> but I know cause I'm me. Um, okay. So first things first, I'm in freaking Bali. I can't believe it amazing what how, how um, is it and <laughs> it's okay so let me tell uh, culture shock to times a thousand so different from south korea <laughs> my first day here i was like i was like i don't know if i like this but i love it i love it i don't feel that way anymore <laughs> my first day here i was totally just like overwhelmed it's so different um so, okay, so I spent five weeks in South Korea. I was supposed to go to Japan and then Vietnam and then here. And then I'm just recapping in case everyone's not caught up. But I I just like last minute, my intuition was like, no, you're not doing that. You're going straight to Bali. And I was like, but I planned all this stuff, you know, <laughs> but okay. Um, because the convincing voice was the one convincing me to stay on my plans. And the straightforward direct voice was the one that's like, no, you're just going to Bali and I'm not going to tell you why. So I was like, all right, intuition. I got to practice what I preach. Um, so I'm here. I've been here for, this is going to be like my third full day here. And um, it's so hot and like humid. I love it. I love like suffocating when I'm outside. <laughs> I love feeling the weight. It's, it's not, it's I blanket. felt more humid, but like, I just, I love, I just love, I love going outside and being instantly like moist. <laughs> All of me. She likes dripping. It's, I love dripping. It's sexy. It's so hot here. It's so I am in, um, so for my first week here, so I came here, you know, completely alone. And so <clears throat> the last time I was alone was in New Zealand. Flying alone and being alone in New Zealand is very, very different from flying alone and coming to Indonesia. New Zealand, the culture's not that different. It's an English speaking country. It, I was still super nervous, but like it, it, it was a testament to how much this, you know, I've been traveling for a little over two months now, how much I've like grown and shifted. Like, 
I was crazy nervous. I was anxious, but like, it was just different. I was so much more grounded than even when I went to New Zealand, even though this was like way more intense and like way more different. Um, but Bali is like, everyone speaks English super well. It's, I mean, it's a tourist. It, it, Aussies come here. Everyone's Australian here that I run into. Like, um, but I, when I get to a new country by myself, especially I like to just stay in a touristy area so that you just, you just know, like there's, everyone's going to be used to you not knowing what's going on. Um, but however, I'm in the like, I am in probably, I think I'm in the most popular area to stay. It's very like party driven, like come here for like, like spring break vibes, <laughs> which is not really my vibe. Um, and like the street I'm staying on is just like lined with, uh, shops, like just like shops and shops and shops market market style. And so the first day I got here, I, first of all, I'm, I broke my rule number one, which is like the most stressful part to me about getting to a new country is getting to your hotel. I don't, my mind was just, I didn't plan this at all. If you fly into Bali, the air, the, the Wi-Fi does not work at the airport. At least it didn't for me. <laughs> so I was like, what am I going to do? How do I figure out how to get to my, my hotel, which in hindsight, I should have contacted them because they had a shuttle that you could pay for. But anyways, I'm trying not to get swindled by these taxi drivers, <laughs> which I held my ground because I knew how much it should cost. And they were trying to charge me triple that. And I was like, no, absolutely not. And finally, a nice guy was like, I'll, I'll charge you this, which is only a little bit more. And I was like, okay, get to my hotel. And I'm like, all right, I'm already overwhelmed. I'm overstimulated. I'm going to do what I do. And I'm going to go to McDonald's for, for just... But I know what to expect for there. sanctuary. I have a dis decision fatigue. Like I cannot figure out what the local food is right now. Like I'm not doing that. Well, the walk to McDonald's, <laughs> walking past shops, 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 shops. Every single shop tries to get you to come in. They're all talking to you. They're all like, do you want me to braid your hair? Do you want a massage? Come buy this, do this. Hey, sexy lady. Hey, this, hey, that. And it's just, you're just being bombarded. <laughs> I was like... Oh no, like where where am I? <laughs> it was so overwhelming and so intense. I was like, holy fucking shit. Um so that my first night here I was like, uh-oh. Um but I mean it's still like that in this area, but I don't care anymore. I've I've gotten I I wear my hair in braids when I go out, so there's less people asking to braid my hair. <laughs> when you walk down the beach, it's the same. I'm just so nice. It's like my like Wisconsin Midwest DNA. Like I have to say no thank you to everybody. Like I can't just like I'm try I try so hard to just look forward and ignore, but I just like I have to smile at everybody. <laughs> and it's just not the way to be here. Um but I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And um it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm like used to it, so it's all good. And I think other places I stay won't be so intense. Um, but I'm literally like, just like, it's like, besides how intense some of that stuff is, um, I'm just like living exactly how I would visualize when I still like my last normal job, like three years ago, when I would like sit and I would visualize and I would script out like what my dream day was. I'm like living that day over and over and over again. Like wake up, work, go to the beach, journal, 
come home, do some more work, take myself out to dinner. Like I'm getting chills right now. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm having deja vu every single day because this is precisely what I would write in my notebook in that little back office. This is precisely what I would like while I was like driving that hour and a half commute and like listening to my music, Hamilton, let's be honest, listening to Hamilton or the greatest showman to like put me up and feel like I could do anything. This is what I would like be like daydreaming about as I drove. I mean, my eyes open, but you can visualize that way too. Like this is precisely, and it's been so trippy and I feel like I'm in like a like a time warp or something. Mm. And like, there's moments where I'm like, am I about to like wake up? Like, (laughs) am I going to wake up and be back in the office? Like, it's so trippy to be here and just doing this. And it's just amazing. Like, I I don't know why I've been waking up at 5am every day. I'm not trying to, but I'll work from like five to noon, which I feel like it's like 4pm at that point because I've been (laughs) up so long. And then I'll like get get dressed and go to the beach and you pay like $3 to rent like a beach chair and you can pay a dollar for a beer. (laughs) And I sit there and I meditate and I splash around in the water. Oh my God. It's like such a dream. It's, it's so amazing. I'm so happy. Um, it's so fun. And I'm even considering maybe taking a surf lesson. I haven't committed yet. Harry Potter surf. Harry Potter surf. So this was so funny. So this is like Florence with Elvis. (laughs) That's what uh, Grace DM'd me that. She was like, this is like uh, Juliet's Elvis tour. (laughs) Connecting the dots. Hi, Grace. (laughs) But, But like, yeah, shout out Grace. That was such a good, um, but like, so the, so the waves here are, um, they're not as scary. They're really good for surfing because they're long, but they're not like huge, you know, but they like last a long time. They like go really far down the beach. And I was just watching all these kids surf and I was like, I don't know why. I, it, it always freaked me out and I'm in Bali and I feel so chill about it. I'm like, I think I want to go for a surf lesson. And everyone's always asking you when you walk on top of the beach, um, do you want a surf lesson? Do you want a beach chair? Do you want like everyone's just bombarding you all the time? And so I was like, you know, I'm going to walk along the beach. When I go back up, the first person that tries to sell me a surf lesson, I'm just going to ask, you know, how much is it? And then it happened to be their little sign. It was called Harry Potter Surf. And I was like, I feel like this is a sign. So I haven't committed yet, but it's $13 for a two-hour surf lesson. And he'll take your pictures <laughs> while oh, you're surfing. Wow. And he was showing me examples. He was like, I make, sh- I make sure you look really good. I I take pictures until I get the shot of you looking like a pro on the board. And I was like, that might take more than two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I might do that. I haven't committed yet. I'm not making any promises. Um, the, the, the funniest thing is that I keep laughing. <laughs> okay it's it's a little sad but it's just it is what it is here like there's a lot of like young children smoking cigarettes when you're walking around and it's very like whoa um but like i'll be like walking past a group of like nine-year-old boys and they're like smoking cigarettes and they're like hey sexy like they're so confident (laughs) just cracks me up oh my gosh like you're a little tiny man you still have like chubby cheeks (laughs) that just I'm like I just I don't say anything I keep walking but I'm just like trying not to laugh I'm like oh my gosh um you're like I could literally be your grandmother 
I, I could be your grandmother. <laughs> Any way to talk to your grandmother. I just, I just like, it's just like the way they're standing. Like they, they, they just look like little old men. Like they're just so like, it's, they don't look like they're smoking their first cigarette. They look like they've been smoking for three decades. You know what I mean? Like the way they hold mm-hmm. it. I'm just like, <laughs> they're like, Hey, sexy. <laughs> like well thank you still got it um so that just cracks me up lots of lots of getting whistled at lots of it's funny because i'll try to sell you something and you just keep walking and then as soon as you're past they'll like make like a crude comment and i'm like i can hear you (laughs) i can hear you saying the comment but you know i thrive off of compliments so i'm just (laughs) um like thank you if you need, if you need uh, so, some hyping up on how sexy you are, come to Bali. <laughs> Another perk of coming on the retreat with us. <laughs> you, you've you never felt so beautiful. <laughs> to tell you how gorgeous you are, have I got a treat for you, Bali. Goddess Hangs Retreat 2023. Um, it's not on the itinerary. So, okay. So what but it's guaranteed. Can I tell the story? What'd you say? Cut out. I said it's not on the itinerary like the mermaid, but it is guaranteed. But it's not guaranteed. This um, one we probably can guarantee. <laughs> it's happened to me every day so far. I feel like that one's a safe guarantee. Um, okay. I, did I tell the story about Quan Yin and the peacocks or was that just in the Alchemy Collective? I think you did. I did tell the story on the podcast. I think. Okay. We'll move past that. If I didn't, okay. let me know, guys. And I'll do it next <laughs> week. Um, I have more things. I was like, I can't remember. I keep sending voice notes in the Alchemy Collective. And when I say things out loud, I have no idea where I've said them. I'm just like. <laughs> um, so one fun thing is I started a sub stack, which is basically like a blog. Um, I write all day, every day. I love writing. I'm a writing machine. And I feel like whenever I post my longer writings on Instagram, there people don't read them. They're not seen, um, which I still love sharing them. But Substack, it's it's like this place where I can just like write and write and write and write and write. So I'm very excited about it. It's a new little creative project. And I'm basically like journaling, like handwriting in my notebook and then putting it on the internet. So if you want to read my journal, join me on Substack. I'll pop the link below. It's super fun. Um, I've already, I started yesterday and I already have like three posts lined up. Like I'm just loving it. Uh, It feels really good to express myself that way. And then I have a really fun manifestation story. So in the Alchemy Collective, we, we've been working on abundance and our connection to like that abundant frequency of luxury, of, um, you know, feeling like a rich witch. It was the focus of our new moon in Taurus coven call and um, talking about abundance and pleasure in our, our masterclass this month, which you can catch all the replays, by the way. And just because something is connected to our newer full moon doesn't mean it's not useful at any time. So pop in there. It's really juicy. And I'm planning on adding like two more resources on abundance magic after this experience and diving into this this week. So by the time this episode comes up, that'll be in there too. But basically, I've been really like working, playing with the energy of um, 
money and my connection to money and the sort of the belief that money can only come from my direct work, the work I do, right? And this is this is a common hang up we have. Like it feels hard to believe that we can manifest more money, especially if we're in like a salaried job or like an hourly job, right? Um, as like business owners, like it's a little bit harder to wrap our head around like, oh, I can make any amount of money at any given time. But also I want to break the belief that money has to come through my business and it can't just like magically show up in my life, right? So I've been doing hypnosis uh, and and doing tapping every single day and doing meditations and like journaling out like all this like funky stuff coming up that I just trying to release, break that connection and really believe that like money can show up in my life at any given moment in in small and large quantities in expected and unexpected ways. Like it just shows up. So part of this is redoubling down on my ritual that back when I was home in Wisconsin, we talked about a lot where I would like dance in the mirror and like flash myself (laughs) and be feeling all fun and like whatever. Um, So I've been doing that again. And uh, literally all of a sudden I was doing this and I get a Venmo notification on my phone for three hundred dollars, from I'm I'm not gonna I I said the full story in the Alchemy Collective, but I'm just gonna say from someone that I don't talk to a lot anymore. (laughs) And I called them and I was like, "Uh, "Why did you send me three hundred dollars?" And they were like, "Oh, like Spirit told me to." I was like, "Pardon." what uh so I was like crying because I was like you know there's just these moments where all over again you're reminded that magic is real and I feel Mm -hmm. like um I've been feeling I don't know just like like maybe a little disenchanted with some of the hard work I've been putting in, like feeling like the magic's not there. Like I'm, I feel like I'm totally in my magic and I'm not seeing it like manifest in the ways that I desire it to or want it to. Um, And that I think this was just an important lesson of like, you gotta like let go of the expectation. You gotta let go of the how you have to just believe, like you just have to sit in this belief and like, yeah, of course, still listen to your intuition, of course, still take inspired action, but not everything has to come to you through inspired action. Not everything has to show up for you through hard work. Like sometimes spirit is just going to send you $300 (laughs) through unexpected sources. Like it was so bananas. Um, so yeah, I was like crying. I was like, magic is real, (laughs) (laughs) which we already know and believe in, but it was so cool. And it was literally while I was like, I was like getting ready for the beach and I had my bikini on. I was like dancing in the mirror and I was like, oh, I I was just sort of like singing like, oh, money, money doesn't just come to me through my business. It just shows up in my life in every which way. Like it's so fun. It's so freeing. And then I get that Venmo notification. I was like, what the fuck? That's wild. (laughs) And this is the thing, like say shit out loud, say it out loud because the other day too, I started laughing because I 
I've been doing these, uh, this one-on-one intuitive offering that's sort of like a reading, sort of like a coaching session. And out loud, I was doing the same thing. I was just sort of like prancing around in my hotel room. And I was like, just saying out loud, I was like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be fun if another person like bought it? And like, it like three seconds later, (laughs) and I was like, what the fuck? And obviously not every time I say these things out loud, because I'm doing this all the time now, does it happen? But like, it's happening more often than not. And it's very interesting. So I'm just saying like, speak out into the world, say, wouldn't it be fun if, oh, I, I love that this is happening. Like, and, and feel it and like, let it be fun and dance around and feel cute. And, and, and I wrote an, uh, an article, a little newsletter on this on my Substack of like, being hot and having fun will revolutionize your life. Like when you're having fun, when you're having a good time, when you're feeling yourself, like magic starts to happen. That's when you're being magnetic. We're not, we're not as magnetic. I won't say we're not magnetic at all. We're always magnetic, but we're not as magnetic when we're really holding on to the how and like, I have to do more. And it's like, of course, we're, I'm taking action all of the time. Like I'm on social media 24 fucking seven, except when I'm sleeping and I love it and it energizes me and I'm doing lots. But, um, so it's not just happening out of nowhere. I'm showing up all of the time, but only when I'm having fun, is it manifesting in ways that feel really juicy and really good. So that's my magic, my celebration of magic in my life this week. And that was just freaking crazy. And I'm in Bali and I'm having so much fun and, and yeah, go check out my sub stack. It's very fun. I'm going to be writing a lot, a lot, a lot. That's when it. you were, that's what's new. I was okay. So last night I haven't like fully processed this or shared it, but I've uncovered a Pinterest account that I haven't used in like, maybe like eight years. Okay. And in the, the Pinterest, uh, in the, the, what are they called? The, the boards, the collections. Anyways, you know how you can call mm-hmm. them, you can like call them different things like kitchen ideas or whatever. So I had one board called mm-hmm. I am in love. Like it was a big affirmation with like a million exclamation mm-hmm. points after it. And this is sort of this reminder that like, even if we forgot things that we specifically asked for, cause like time has gone by, the universe is still working on it. So I have th- three examples and the third one blew my mind and I was excited. I forgot until this moment to tell you. So the first was I had all these pictures of a couple in like matching pajamas decorating a tree in their apartment. And this was at a time when I was very single, living at home. And this was like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be amazing? And then I realized that, that that's what we did last Christmas. We wore matching sweaters and we decorated the tree <laughs> in our apartment. I don't talk about I don't talk about manifesting love too much. I'm I'm like I tend to be more excited about like the creative stuff and the career stuff and like the putting yourself out there stuff. But this, this blew me away. Okay. Here's another one. I specifically had a picture of (laughs) Jessica Simpson's engagement ring from 2002 or something, which was shaped. It's, you know, a pair with two pairs on either side. And then, you know what I have. (laughs) 
(laughs) And it's one of those things that I thought, oh, like, that's way too nice. I'll never have it. I'll never have that. It's too big. It's too nice. And then this one, like, shocked me. This one shocked me. There was a picture. When I saw this last night, I was like, oh, my God. Because I haven't seen this in, like, eight years, ten years. There's a picture of a couple on a boat in front of frickin' Positano. (laughs) 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 And a couple weeks ago, here we are on a boat in front of Positano. (laughs) And so it was, I also got that reminder this week of like, do you not realize that we've been working behind the scenes this whole time and we're still wrapping up things you wanted nine years ago? So if you're not getting the results on the things you wanted as of last week, give it a minute. (laughs) Like that was sort of what I felt in the most um, just... I just and then there were like pictures of apartments and my apartment looks a lot like it, how I decorated it. And I was like, I don't even remember saving any of these because it was like almost a decade ago. And um, it like all caught up and in and in ways that I was like, oh, like, I'm not going to go to the south of Italy. I'm not going to get a ring like I'm not going to, you know, it'd be sweet to meet somebody that was like that sweet and would wear matching pajamas with me on Christmas. But like, I don't know. And then it happened. So look at us just like, I don't know, like it was just this beautiful reminder of like, yeah, yeah, your desires made it to us, even if you forgot that you had that desire. Like we saw it, we felt it. Um, I think too, something that I've been reflecting on this week is, you know, like we can get anxiety about um, if I don't believe it hard enough or I'm not in the energy enough, like it'll never happen. And that's just not true. Like you were just saying, like when I made this board, like I was like, oh, that would be nice, but probably not. And like Mm -hmm. nine years later, like that's like literally image for image your life. And I was thinking about the version of me who was writing word for word the day that I'm living out every day now here in Bali. And while I was writing it, I was so in it. I was like, yes, this is my life. Like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to manifest this. And like, while I was being intentional about getting that energy, but most of the time during that time, I felt like crap. I felt hopeless. I felt so anxious. I felt trapped. I felt like I would never get out of the cycle I was in. I would never figure out how to make that happen. And, and I did slowly, but surely, like I built on those beliefs. So it's not like your belief is going to change overnight. And like one day you're going to believe it. And then the next day it's going to manifest. So like have patience with yourself in the process. And if you don't believe something right now, don't give up on it. (laughs) If you're like, this feels too impossible. And all I hear about manifestation is that I have to believe it. And I have to be in the energy that it's already true. And that just is not possible for me right now. So fucking what? <laughs> Show up every day. And and even if it's for five minutes a day that you can believe it to be true because you're playing like your anthem, you're playing the playlist that may- does make you feel like you can do anything on your drive to work. For those 20 minutes, those 20 minutes will change your fucking life. Like, yeah, that's how it all began. We didn't believe any of this was possible in the beginning at all. 
<laughs> you have to be fucking delusional and believe it as much as the time as you possibly can and remind yourself as often as you can. But it's not about perfection. It's not about believing it to be true 100% of the time or even believing in yourself 100% of the time. It's just not realistic. I am here in Bali living out my biggest dream and I still don't believe in myself 100% of the time. I still have those moments where I'm like, I'm failing, which is absurd. <laughs> which doesn't make sense, but that's our fucking brains. We're humans. And that's what excited us about reincarnating here on, on earth is to be like, Ooh, I'm going to feel the full spectrum of emotions. Ooh, I'm going to solve this puzzle on how to figure out how to remember who I am. And I'm going to solve this puzzle on getting everything I want. And that's like why we came here was to experience the spectrum. It would be kind of low key boring to believe in ourselves a thousand percent, a hundred percent of the time. And ha- like polarity is what gives us the zest of life. Like, experiencing grief makes joy feel that much more Mm -hmm. intense. Like I happy cry all of the time because literally because my mom died. Like I'm telling you, I wasn't like this before that happened. I experienced joy to an extreme because it's, I've experienced the polarity of like the deepest grief I could ever possibly fathom. And the same goes with like everything else that there's polarity in our life. So I think it's just an important reminder. Like, don't get caught up in, I don't believe in myself enough. Don't get caught up in, I just feel like it's impossible. I feel like I'll never get out of this cycle. Just keep being insistent on like, no, no, no. I don't care if it's delusional. I don't care if it feels impossible right now. Like I'm going to keep hammering away and figuring this out. And for the first, I don't know, six months of being like, I'm going to manifest this thing. Like I wasn't taking a lot of action. Most of it was energy work. Like I didn't know what action to take yet, but I worked on that belief system. And then my intuition opened up and little by little, I started being courageous enough and brave enough to take action. So it's okay if all you can do right now is spend five minutes journaling a day, that will make a difference. That will change your life. Just do it. (laughs) Rant over. Absolutely. I put a a great post on our Instagram today that says, and you can reference it, it says what we would do if we had a hard time believing in the thing we want to manifest. And there's lots of slides and it's a perfect step-by-step guide. So that'll help you out too if this was inspiring and, and hit home for you. If you want to read more about that, you know, we, we hear that a lot. People are like, I have a hard time believing that this is really possible. That's the biggest hurdle. That's the biggest hurdle. And if you can even just believe 1% more than you did last week, that there's a way. That's huge. That's huge. And that's the kind of stuff that, as you know, we are doing in the Alchemy Collective all the time. We're doing big things. We're crushing limiting beliefs. We're activating our magic. We're stepping into our power. It's amazing. It's amazing. amazing. I'm ready to talk about mermaids and fairies. Okay. Where do you want to start? Mermaids. So let me tell you what I have. I like how we never debrief before we join live. So I have some... Some background information, different places and cultures that have mermaids like in their history. And then I sat and I listened to mermaid music and I channeled messages from mermaids. And then I channeled ways to connect with mermaids. (laughs) And then I did the same thing for fairies. So we could start, you know, you could lead the way with like the history and I can chime in anything that 
I have that you don't have, and then I can share my little magical stuff. Does that work? Perfect. Okay. So, okay. So we're starting with mermaids. One thing I thought was interesting was when I, so I researched fairies first and then researched mermaids and under fairies, mermaids were actually categorized as like part of the fairy realm, which I thought was interesting. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if everyone considers that, but they're, they're, I mean, obviously they're both either considered mythological or they're in the same, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of in the same category of like that. Like, are they real? Are they, are they not real? Is it something else? Um, So my first resource is from witcheslore.com, which I really enjoyed their take on both mermaids and fairies. So this is from a witch's perspective. And um, so it says they're magical creatures who belong to an enchanted realm. Of course, we all know it's like the, you know, half, half human, uh, half fish, bottom half fish, top half human. <laughs> um, so myrrh, of course, uh, in many languages is, is the root of the word for sea. And so they're literally maids of the sea. Um, there's different stories about mermaids. Um, some say that mermaids can walk the earth, uh, that they have like enchanted amulets that help them like transfer from the earth and the sea, that mermaids walk among us, that they, they sometimes marry humans. They fall in love and marry humans that, um, that, uh, they 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 go back and forth which i'm like what if one of us has met a mermaid before how would you know maybe maybe all of the the water signs of the earth are part mermaid <laughs> um so the first stories of merfolk date back to the earliest human history so this is where things are really interesting because if you want to argue are mermaids and fairies like real or not, it's hard to, for me, wrap, a, wrap, wrap my head around how they could not be real because throughout history in different cultures, they have their traditions of folk, And at this time, there's no internet, you guys, you know, like how, how are they all having these same experiences, having these similar stories, seeing the same things, coming up with the same images um, around the world in different times throughout history for as far back as we have recorded history, right? Like to me, that's a big argument. And in terms of mermaids, there's not actually like considered to be solid enough evidence uh, that they do in fact exist. Although there's plenty of stories and sightings to say that they, they do, but something for me that like always like raises a green flag that like something might be real is like, there's just tradition, there's stories throughout different cultures throughout history. Um, so in the fourth century, there was a Babylonian god of the sea known as Oanes, who is portrayed as a man with a fishtail in place of legs. Um, and he would he was said to um, appear out of the ocean every day to share his wisdom with the people along the Persian Gulf, then return to the sea at night. Um, there was also at Atar goddess, a Syrian moon and sea goddess. Um, her story is tells us that after causing the death of her mortal lover, she fled to the sea and took the form of a woman above the waist and a fish below. 
And during medieval times, mermaids were very matter of fact that they existed. Um, They were just seen as like, as normal as like seeing a dolphin (laughs) or other aquatic animals. It was just like, yeah, of course there's mermaids out there. It was no question. Um, And the goddess Venus is sometimes depicted as a mermaid because she was born from a giant clamshell. So um, shout out uh, Venus. And so let's see so there's a lot of stories about um mysterious seduction of mermaids that they're they can be dangerous that they can lure you out to sea um and especially with mermen they're they're most often depicted or stories are told of them as being protectors of the sea so you'll find lots of stories of um and traditions of, you know, like if you enter their realm, like they're, they're, they're going to sort of maybe trick you, lure you in, um, cause you to, to shipwreck if you're not respectful. Um, there's a lot of tradition around uh, both mermaids and fairies of like, you need to be very careful <laughs> um, because they're witty um, and they will trick you and they will, they will, you know, at, at the slightest sign that you don't have the deepest and utmost respect for them. Like you're, you're donezo. Um, and um, let's see. So, I have some notes about mermaid magic uh, from the witch lore. Um, So mermaid are said to be incredibly connected to the moon. And this article says at the full moon, they're almost hypnotized. (laughs) Like they, like all they can do is like stare at the moon. Like there's no, nothing else other to them than those three days before and after the full moon. Um, and I love this as we are witches and in the alchemy collective, we, we work with the new and full moon. Um, but the mermaid magic is connected to divination, protection, love, healing, wisdom, shape-shifting and transformation, which is connected to that, like, um, ability to like walk on earth and, and be of the sea. There's this like transformation, um, uh, vibe. Um, working with the tides of the ocean is a secret key to working with mermagic. Um, and I thought this was really cool. So if you, if you live near the ocean or if you just have like shells or, or, or stones or things that you found at the ocean, um, you can work this magic. You don't have to be at the literal ocean. Uh, but magic that draws energy towards you is best at high tides, like drawing in love, money, strength, or power. And when the when it's low tide, when the tide is moving away from you, that's best for like releasing, banishing, ridding yourself of problems, uh, removing illness, cleansing, letting the tide carry away. Um, and then magic for inner peace or balancing your life force should be done while the waters are as calm as possible. And this article says that sand from the beach can be kept in jars and invoke powerful water magic. Um, seashells are connected to love, fertility, dreams, intuition, and healing. And seashells can be used for protection shells, which makes sense or spells the, you know, the shell is a protective, um, force. So that's a little bit about the magic side. So I, I have some really cool instances of spottings of mermaids, so-called spottings that date back pretty far. Um, so 
they're still considered to be mythological creatures, but I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I, you know, like the, like the fae, like spirit, maybe they don't exist in the like, quote, 3D earth realm. Um, I kind of believe that like the fae, they have their own realm and like they can appear into our realm but they typically don't. So it's not to say that they don't exist in our ocean, but it's like, and the same thing with like how I kind of believe about like, like aliens is like, I think they exist. I mean, I'm a thousand percent sure aliens exist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mermaids, maybe 99%. But I feel like it's like the, the frequency, their vibration, like they're not necessarily like physical in our realm, but they can, they can be. You know, like, I I feel like they can come into our realm, but they have a realm of their own. But here's some cool sightings. So Christopher Columbus claimed to have spotted mermaids near Haiti in 1493, which his words described as being not as pretty as they are depicted for somehow in the face they look like men. Um, Now a lot of arguments are like these people are these these explorers these early accounts they're seeing manatees they're seeing other things to me i'm like how in the world could you mistake a manatee for i'm just going to pull up a picture of a manatee and you can maybe maybe let's see does let's it look see. like a man i mean maybe I was, there was a manatee in like a dugongu or something. I don't know. There was another animal that was similar. And I'm like, especially because most depictions of mermaids are very sexy uh, and feminine figured women. Um, I just, I'm like, how in the world? <laughs> They're like, oh, and Christopher Columbus saw that and he was like, well, wait, wait not which as one is, they say. Which one is me? I know it's hard to tell. <laughs> I'm holding up a manatee picture a if you're mermaid? listening. Is that Juliet Piper? Um, so I think it's a little silly too. And and the other thing that like, I'm like, <clears throat> so one thing I was reading was like, at this time, manatees weren't technically discovered by science, but as an explorer and someone who was sailing the seas all the time, Christopher Columbus probably had already seen a manatee, even though it wasn't technically discovered. So like, why would mm. you think that was like a half human, <laughs> you know? Um, but who knows? I'm just saying, I think it's a little bit of a funny explanation. I don't really buy it. Maybe it could have been something else. Um, Captain John Smith also described as seeing what he said was a big-eyed, green-haired mermaid in 1614 off the coast of Newfoundland. And apparently Smith felt, quote, love for her until he realized she was a fish from the waist down. And this one, too, I was like, I'm sorry. He saw a manatee and he was in love with her. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, wait, she's half fish. I'm sorry. That's not. No. <laughs> I'm not buying it. Um but yeah, they, they, they said, like, experts believe that Columbus, Smith, and other mermaiding, mermaid-spotting explorers caught glimpses of human-sized marine mammals called manatees and dugongs. <laughs> so it might just be a case of mistaken identity. I'm like, I'm sorry. No one's seeing a manatee and being like, I am in love with a beautiful woman. Oh, wait, it's a fish. <laughs> also, not, the, the term... I don't buy it. The term expert 
is sometimes lo loosely. I mean, in some an ways, we're what? an expert on something. Like everyone's an expert on something. Uh, that's fine. Well, this act, these experts think it was a mermaid. <laughs> um, but a few other ones. Okay, so Roman Gaul in the second century um, saw. Um, he reported to Caesar Augustus about mermaids he'd seen seen and heard singing no one offered an alternative explanation like that they might have been seals so the sightings were taken as complete fact um so that was we were just talking about the roman empire um hispaniola in the caribbean islands oh that's that's christopher columbus um so here you saw three mermaids off the coast of hispaniola i think that's different than the haiti one i don't know he's seen a lot of mermaids um, the Arctic Ocean, English explorer Henry Hudson um, wrote in his ship's log about seeing a mermaid. Um, and he didn't just write that he saw something. He described the creature in great detail, saying the fish part of her body had markings like a mackerel and that her breasts were decidedly womanly. <laughs> it's such a detailed description. It's hard to brush off as misidentification. I'm sorry. Do manatees have womanly breasts? No, they don't. <laughs> Okay, I just learned, I just learned, because I was like, what is Hispaniola? It's the island is Haiti? of Haiti and the Dominican Republic. That's what that oh, okay. whole so landmass is that called. That was the same one. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay. Um, another one in the West Indies, the fearsome pirate Blackbeard recorded seeing mermaids in 1700. Um, he... He didn't go into great detail, and most historians now believe that he just wanted to avoid the area since other pirates claim the area as their turf. They say, like, he was like, oh, there's mermaids there. That's that's why I'm not going there, not because you say it's your turf. <laughs> Love that. Um, in China, um, a man claimed to have captured a mermaid and then married her. Another said he saw a mermaid in distress lying on the sand, and he took her out into the water, and she thanked him and swam away. Um, it's hard to think that either of these men mistook a seal for a mermaid in these close uh, interactions, but there's, there's no, you know, this was in 1730. So we don't have photographs. We don't have video. Um, and this is really interesting. So now we're getting closer and closer to modern times. So this is still the 1800s, the late 1800s in Canada, three different fishermen reported seeing the same mermaid um one of them was so shaken by the encounter that he quit the fishing guide industry altogether i mean i feel like you have to be pretty certain of what you saw to quit your career because it freaked you out so much you know mm -hmm. then these are the, these are fishing guides these are fishermen that so they reported seeing a blonde woman in the water um separately it sounds like and to be so shaken that like you that to me is huge pennsylvania this is in pennsylvania in 1881 a fisherman henry lauks claimed to have seen the same mermaid five different times um in okay here's indonesia where i am but i'm not in the key islands i'm in bali but the key islands indonesia 1943 
So the Canada one I was just sharing is interesting because it was a group of people on a ferry. It was in the 1960s. So it, it was, you know, like it was humans that, you know, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, the way we tried to explain stuff was a lot of it was supernatural based because we had a, a lesser understanding of the way the world works. Um, so the, you know, the closer we get to modern times, we have more ground, a more grounded, I guess, perspective of the world. And so for a group of people to be like, no, yeah, we saw that. Um, I thought it was funny. The article was like, then again, it could have been a woman in a wig and a costume like, <laughs> out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Um, there's a couple more, uh, Kauai, Hawaii in 1998. Um, there was 10 scuba divers who spotted a woman swimming with dolphins. That's not un unusual, but she um, was completely naked and they all agreed that she had a fish body. Interesting, a group of 10 scuba divers. Um, in... Uh, let's see, in Chennai in 2005, um, they, uh, this is off the coast of India, There's there was rumors that a dead mermaid had washed up on the beach, and several websites still have photos of this corpse, um, and it said the remains are now at the museum, but the museum doesn't lead with that or advertise it, which is, is, is very interesting, um, but hmm. that'd be something interesting to look up, the Chennai Mermaid at Marina Beach. Uh, in 2009, in Israel, um, there was multiple sightings of a mermaid that looked like a little girl, and the local government offered a $1 million reward for evidence of the mermaid which is still unclaimed to this day and nbc even sent a camera there um, to try and get her on film so this was taken very seriously and that was in 2009 um and in 2012 in zimbabwe they were building a dam and in local traditions um a mermaid brings bad luck and the workers of the dam spotted a mermaid and refused to come back to work they were like absolutely not um or sorry, mermaids, multiple mermaids. And so the Zimbabwe had to find white workers that were not local to come finish the dam, but even they didn't want to go because they were scared of the mermaid, <laughs> the mermaid rumors. Um, so it's interesting. Cultures around the world, so throughout history, throughout time. Uh, just yesterday, I was walking on the beach in Bali and there was these huge statues of these like goddess mermaids. They're so beautiful. I posted on my story. Um, and there's, there's all of these sightings. So there's not considered to be hard and fast proof. Uh, but to me, like I said, my theory is I think that they are of another realm and they sometimes come into the earthly realm. And they're very good at being seen if they want to be seen. Um, mm. But that's why they're so elusive because they're, they're not necessarily from quote earth. So that's my theory about mermaids. A mermaid theory on goddess hangs. Hello, gorgeous goddesses and witches. It's just you and me, you, all of you, me, Juliet. It's kind of funny that on the day when we were going to talk about mermaids and fairies, we had all this trickster energy come up, right? Like the internet kept cutting out 
it looked like it was working fine. It wasn't working. And so what we're going to do is I feel like the fairies want their own week. (laughs) I feel like they did not like being squished together with the mermaids and vice versa. They want their own time. And we cannot get Sadie back on this call right now. So you get to wrap up this episode with me. So I'm going to share some of the things I found about mermaids. I'm going to share the messages that I channeled, and I'm going to share some ways you can connect. So like Sadie mentioned, mermaids appear in virtually every culture, and this has been prevalent for thousands of years. And they range from being sirens, like, you know, mean and they're going to hurt you, to being friendly and making your wishes come true. And when we talk about fairies next time, you'll see that it's similar. Like they can either make or break your luck or your life. Um, The Scottish had a mermaid figure called Kiosk that would grant you three wishes and it would either love you forever and give you good luck forever or lure you to your death. So flip of the coin, right? (laughs) In Chile, There was a figure called Melalobo, half man, half sea lion. Um, Greek mythology, of course, we have Triton. All across Africa, there is a figure called Mamiwata. People have had sightings. She's really beautiful. She has this snake wrapped around her. She appears in people's dreams. She provides spiritual cleansing. She was maybe the only mermaid figure that I found that was 100% goodness (laughs) and helpfulness. The rest seemed to be 50-50. In Scotland and Ireland, there's the Finn folk. They lived in underwater kingdoms. They were shapeshifters. And I should say this about most of these figures. Most of these mermaids were shapeshifters. They could be fish. They could be humans. They could be something in between like a mermaid. They could totally disappear. And I loved that. I thought that was an amazing thing that all of them just happened to have in common. They were beautiful to attract human lovers. Wait. Oh, wait. This part gets funny. If they succeeded, if the Finn folk succeeded... They could suck the youth out of the humans and live forever. But if they didn't succeed and the Finn folk married their own species, the wife was doomed to take on the disguise of an elderly woman called a Finn wife, which was an older unmarried human woman who had cats and practiced witchcraft. (laughs) You know, they really won't leave single women alone throughout history. Like... (laughs) Let's let's cut him a break. So yeah, that was like a thing that people said around Scotland and Ireland. Like Ireland, they thought, oh, that's a Finn wife because she's older and unmarried and she has cats and she practices witchcraft. Ay, ay, ay. Um, what else did I write down? Oh, I wanted to share. This research is by Shannon Quinn from a YouTube video from a place called Top Tens with a Z. Okay, let's... Let older unmarried women just be older unmarried women. It's a beautiful thing. We have the two-tailed siren, which you've seen on your Starbucks cup. This is from 17th century Italy. And some believe that it's based on the legend of Melusine, the French water spirit, who was also, of course, a shapeshifter. In Brazil, there's Iara, who was an amazing warrior. And her brothers were so jealous of her, the story goes, that they, they unalived her. And 
The moon goddess brought her back to life. She came back as a mermaid. And anytime somebody drowned, they blamed it on Iara. They were like, oh, well, she's just getting her revenge. Well, one day somebody did fall madly in love with her and he became a mermaid. They became mermaids together and her spirit was at peace. I just have a couple more and then I have the channeled messages for you. So this was interesting. There was a story of a Dutch mermaid. Citizens from a place called Campen claimed that they saw a mermaid in the river. Minding her own business. <laughs> that was part of the story. Just swimming, having a lovely time, minding your own business. They said that we can't have that. So the townspeople captured her. They took her to church. They forced her into Christianity. Of course, when she was removed from the water, she had legs. She kept trying to run back to the water and they wouldn't let her. They kept stopping her. People now look back at this and they think, that it's possible that this was a woman who was deaf and perhaps mute and just really loved swimming and being in the water. Let, let us swim. Let us be swimming witches and have our cats and live alone if we want. <laughs> it makes people nervous throughout history when a woman is like happy and in her power. It's a fascinating thing. This is my last one. During the Jin Dynasty in China, there was a figure called Jioran. And there's these two beautiful stories. Actually, I don't know if Jioran is like the name of mermaids or just a figure. But the mermaids, if they cried, their tears would turn into pearls. And they would fill up jars with their tears. And you would get pearls. And it was like a beautiful thing if you had a relationship with a really caring mermaid because they would provide for you. And they also made something called dragon yarn, which is fabric that could not get wet. They would like come out of the sea and try to sell it. <laughs> and these big leaders would claim that this was made of dragon yarn. And I want to point out to you, now that we just have you and me, that today I'm wearing a beautiful set of pearls to honor the mermaids. And I did do like a very fairy outfit with butterflies everywhere, but they want their own week. <laughs> I hear them loud and clear. They want their own week. So let me tell you, I listened to a track on YouTube called Mermaid Music, Soothing Mermaid Song for Sleep. It was divine. It was like the sound of the ocean and you could hear this like singing sireny voice. And I really meditated with that. And I thought, you know, I could look up what mermaids represent and what their messages are from others, or I can tell you what I channeled. And I want to encourage you listening to channel your own messages from any spirit that calls out to you. Nobody has the ultimate truth anywhere across spirituality. <laughs> you know, I can share what has worked for me. I can share what connects for me, but you know what is true and correct for you. Always, 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 always. So this is what came through for me. Mermaids represent the spirit of women's beauty and power and freedom and without explicitly saying, be afraid of women who are free, be afraid of women who are powerful, and be afraid of women who are beautiful. 
there were stories created about mermaids that they could either give you all of your wishes or they could sink your ship. They could ruin your life. Mermaids represent creatures that are whole and complete. Mermaids, if we're talking about women, mermaid, female mermaids, I believe that water is a very feminine element, which is not just restricted for women, of course, but it's a, to me, it's a feminine element. So being in water, living in water, it represents literally being in our element. I put water is where we all evolved from, right? If you go way, 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 way back, we were all in the water. We grow in water and fluids in our mother's belly. Water is the spirit world. When we have dreams, it represents spirit, it represents emotions, represents the depths that we allow ourselves to go to. It's cleansing. I already said this, women can bring you good luck or they can sink your ship. So be careful. <laughs> it's a reminder of how powerful we are. All of us. We can go to depths that others cannot reach, the mermaids say. Our tears become pearls. How beautiful that we express ourselves and treasure is made. It's a beautiful thing. I'm sure everybody listening is sensitive and cries. <laughs> Imagine that they become pearls. Imagine that they become treasure. That it's a gift to let it out. And then this idea of shape-shifting. I mean, think about all the ways that we shape-shift in our own lives, the different roles we play, the different hats we wear. Some of us in one day go from you know, employee to mother to daughter to lover to neighbor to like we, we move through these different shapes. We take on different shapes. And there's something really empowering about mermaids knowing that they can just shift into whatever they want at any given moment, whatever they need to do, whatever they need to be. And we're always shape-shifting. Like right now, you see me, I'm wearing this like over the top. You should see how long that this, if you want to see how long this uh, robe is that I'm wearing, go watch the Born in a Different Time music video that I just put out. Okay. I have pigtails. I have butterfly clips in my hair. I have pearls, right? But I'm going to shape-shift when I go do something else. When I go be around different people, like we're always shape-shifting. We're very intuitive. We do it without knowing it. Some ways to connect with mermaids. And of course, as always, add your own. Take a salt water bath. Salt is so cleansing. If you're not near the ocean, just get some salt, put it in your bath. Or you could make a paste, a scrub, and use it in the shower if you don't have a bathtub. And just like call in that mermaid energy, that power, that beauty, that freedom, that knowingness that you can shapeshift, that knowingness that you have power and your tears turn into pearls and you can go to depth that others can't. Like, oof. Oh, I brought some examples. I brought some shells as if 
As if we don't know what a shell looks like. I brought some shells to show you. Ooh. Pearls. You can wear pearls. Even if they're plastic pearls, they represent pearls. You can go into the ocean or any body of water. And I specifically wrote cold water. And I don't like cold water, but that came through very clearly. Something about like, and it doesn't have to be polar plunge cold, but there's something about colder water, like letting that awaken your senses and refresh you and cleanse you. The colors blue, green, pink came through really strong for me. The stone aquamarine, which I brought to show you. I love this stone. This was one of those things that I almost didn't buy because I was like, do I really need to do that? <laughs> and I was like, I need it. I need it. And it is the mermaid stone. And it is a stone of courage and strength. You can honor mermaids and call in mermaid energy by allowing yourself to go deep. To be truthful with yourself. To go on your spiritual journey. Oh, I forgot. I also have this gigantic shell. <laughs> To remember how powerful you are, how gorgeous you are, how whole and complete you are. You're so whole. You're multiple things. You're like whole and a half. <laughs> and then I put listen to ocean waves. You can play that on your TV, on your phone, as you fall asleep at night. And if you have a mermaid oracle deck, that's super fun. I don't have a mermaid one. I do have a fairy one. And I'll pull a card next. I think next week we'll talk about fairies. But yeah, those are my mermaid messages for you. I I feel this like <laughs> strange resounding feeling that they're like, thank you. We did not want to be squished in or rushed over. And the fairies are like, well, wait, it's fine. <laughs> I also believe that they're real. I just do. I think it's fun to believe that they're real. I think you have the right to believe that they're not real. I think it doesn't hurt anybody to believe that they're real. Um, I think they're magical. I had a big obsession with mermaids when I was, especially between 15 and 20. Um, all my towels and sheets, everything had mermaids on them. And I have a tail that I bought when I was 20. And I swim around, I swim around in the pool every summer. And I'll be sure to post um, a video of that this week on the Goddess Hangs page so you can see me just living my dream life in my mermaid tail. Because I just thought there's something very confident about them. I also want to jump in and mention something about the Little Mermaid. Because there's a lot of arguments that she like gave up her life and her uh, fin and her identity for Prince Eric. And I was thinking about this and I was remembering that in the beginning of the movie, she's singing about wanting legs. <laughs> she's singing about wanting to be where the people are. She's singing about manifesting this, this other life. And no, I don't like that she gave up her voice, but her dream, this is such an, a side note, but her dream was to have a different life. And then he happened to show up. He wasn't part of the plan at first, right? And she shapeshifted in her own way. So we can we can spin even, you know, an old Disney story to be empowering if if we choose to. And I like Ariel. <laughs> I think her songs are very pretty. So my beautiful goddesses and witches, 
Thank you for joining us. Sadie's here in spirit, of course. (laughs) Not like in spirit, spirit. She's alive. (laughs) But she's here. We'll be back next week for an amazing episode. Remember, this is your last chance to join us in Bali. It's going to be a remarkable trip. There are a lot of people clicking on the link and thinking about it. And I can feel that in you. And I just want you to know that it's going to be remarkable. It's going to be extraordinary. We're going to have the best time of our lives. We're hitting every bucket list must-see spot. We're hosting the most enchanting workshops. We can call upon mermaid energy if that's something that really calls to you. And there are really fabulous payment plans. So you can forfeit the deposit and click pay with a firm at checkout. And I think for as low as $179 a month, you can like secure your spot and you can come and we'll see you there and we'll get you in that group chat immediately. It's going to be so fun and exciting. Of course, we always have the Alchemy Collective. It's our space where witches and goddesses come home to their power and purpose. We manifest together. We do spells together. We really transform our lives together. And I want you to know that I believe in you. And I know Sadie does too. This is not a bunch of fluff and it's it's so much we envision a world where witches know how powerful and magical they are and that their visions are in their heart for a reason. And if you've been sitting on a vision for a while and you're ready to bring it forward and you want to take those steps and you want accountability and community and mentorship and support, this is what the Alchemy Collective is for. And nothing you dream is going to scare us or be too big or too wild. We're going to say, let's go. Let's do this. Whatever it is, let's find a way. Let's figure it out. Sometimes you just need one person in your corner who believes in your dreams. And in our case, you get two. Uh, the last thing I'll remind you of is we have an amazing live event tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the day that it is released, it's called discover divine purpose on Tuesday, May 30th. Um, I can't think of the exact time right now. It's probably four in the afternoon Pacific time, but double check. There is a link in our bio in the show notes. It is a totally free event. It's going to be super activating masterclass style. We want you to leave feeling so lit up by who you are and what you want and like ready to take on the world. It's a free event and our free events are amazing. So we would love to see you there. Um, you can find us on all socials at I am Sadie Olson. I'm at Juliet.Piper. Together we're at Goddess Hangs and we will see you next week. Mwah. Bye.